tired of lame old granddad's house of worship? Then come on over to OLAMinistries.com. The best part is, it's not church. That's right. Just home to some of your favorite podcasts, like Styling and Profiling with Cam and Zam. It's time! It's still real to me, damn it! The People Person's Paper Podcast. And of course, opinions like a-holes. Take it from me. I love you. So come join us at OLAMinistries.com. Now with zero God. Wait, there's a God, right? Nah. Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Completely out of control of most of the things in my own life. Oh, no. Oh, completely. And down to when I wake up in the morning, which right when I thought I had a handle on it, I've learned I don't. When I wake up. Well, you know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who has no control of my life. So what's up? Uh, Used to wake up 7.30 in the morning on the dot every day. Uh Uh-huh. That shit Ready to rock and roll? Clockwork. Nowadays, I'm pulling an 8.30, an 8.45, (gasps) a 9 fucking 15. Dang. Sleeping in, man. That's dope, though. No, it's not. I've got stuff to do. I've got a life to Always? lead. The world is my oyster, and I've got pearls to claim. The world is my oyster cracker. The world is my oyster cracker, and I've got soup that's when you lower in which your expe- to dunk. Yeah, that's when you lower your expectations. You say, the world's no longer my oyster. It's, it's my oyster cracker. An oyster cracker is fantastic. They are really good. They're so good. What a great snack. That What a good texture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a mm-hmm. good flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that salty little nip. Of joyous, flavorful delight. You know when you're, you know you're getting old when you like just really enjoy a fucking saltine. Yeah, just a plain saltine. Oh, like, like, oh, oh yeah, oh, I'll, I like I'll, the salt. I'll pound a sleeve of these just because yeah. I'm high. Um, 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 yeah, and then, oh yeah, yeah, get good, real thirsty. Good stuff. Good stuff. A little bit of water. These saltines are making me thirsty. They are a little water, but then you're refreshed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Salt eating, craving salt is you, you, that's not hunger. That's not like when you're eating salt. No, and it's drink- the salty crunchy too. Like I will like have a full meal, right? Yeah. And then I'll have a dessert yeah. and I'll be so full that I want to die. Yeah. But I'll like, but I'll, at the same time, I'll be like, if you put some pretzels in front of me right now, I would, I would, I would nom a pretzel or yeah, two. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with hunger. That's just your body saying we're missing a key chemical. Uh huh. You need to get more of it in us now. And man, I crave that crunchy too at the end of the for some reason. That's that's the crunch too. That's part of it. Your uh, body those needs to crunch. Thins, your you body, fuck with those? You, yeah, they're mm. so good. They're so good. Anything where there's like a layer of crunch on top of another layer of crunch on yeah. top of another, like the saltine concept, the amount of space that each crunch takes up is so minimal. the The space to crunch ratio. It's quite good. Uh, I, I don't know what math uh, you have to study 
to, to, to do the crunch to space ratio. But whatever you did, I mean. Well done. Yeah. Well done. We're, you are, you are uh, a hero. A hero. A hero. Because so, I mean, your, your tooth moves so little with the. <laughs> it, it's so good. It's so fucking responsive. And here's the thing, though, is like you could also still eat saltines with zero teeth. Oh, you could gum the fuck out of a saltine. Exactly. You could lip that. You could lip saltines all day and night, and then you get a little bit of that salt on your lips, and then you lick your motherfucking mm. lips. Oh god, so good. It's like when you used to rub that little bit of cocaine on your gums. No, allegedly. Fuck cocaine. What? Worst drug ever. I mean, you here's know. the deal, kids. I'm not saying that you should try drugs, <laughs> but if you're gonna try drugs, probably shouldn't say that. Don't waste your time trying cocaine. No, just smoke weed. Just um, don't try cocaine, kids. No, that's, coke, coke, that's, coke's fun, but no, it's not. It's not. It coke will make you feel like you're having a good time, not being on drugs. To which I ask, then why did you bother doing drugs? Oh, I don't know if you had. You've never. You might not have had good. I coke. didn't have good enough cocaine. I was gonna say you might not have had, I had good that coke, mediocre bro. cocaine. <laughs> I'm like, I've had good coke, man. I've <laughs> had a good Coca Cola. You ever had a good Coke? Now that with, is so satisfying. With some ice on a hot day. Mm, a good cherry Coke, fountain cherry Coke. You, uh, before the show, uh, you let me uh, taste a sip of a delicious Casey's Fruit Punch Cola. Ooh, Casey's. Casey's General Store. Uh, it's regional for sure. I don't know. I think they're in at least a few states. Uh, I think they're in Kansas. I don't know where else they are. but Known for their pizza also. Here's the thing. My wife and I, uh, we're driving around at some point and we are in the uh, the broken arrow region of the uh so clearly state. lost definitely lost <laughs> yeah <clears throat> no we were there on purpose in broken arrow come on and we were hungry and we were going to find somewhere to eat and uh she said oh shit there's a casey's we should stop in there and get some pizza to which i replied the gas station yeah cuz you don't think so if you hadn't if you don't know you don't know well, because usually, like, if a gas station has pizza, it's either, like, outsourced or it's mediocre. Do you remember when we went when we went on our little spiritual drive about? Yes. Uh, when we formed OLA Ministries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember we stopped in beautiful Hominy, Oklahoma? I do remember. We the stopped meat pocket the, the, place. Meat, the meat pie. Yeah, the meat. Was it a meat pie? A meat. Uh, I, it, it, to me, it was a meat. It might meat have been a meat pocket. pocket. Meat, meat pocket. Six of one. Okay. I mean, yeah, a meat pocket is a meat pie. Yeah, a meat pie is a pocket of meat. But they had a whole hot lunch counter. They did, but they didn't have pizza. No, but they had a lot of fried things. Yeah, because you could deep. Yeah, deep, just you, having a little deep fryer in there is easy as shit. Yeah, clearly. And it's, you know, it doesn't take up a lot of space. And that meat pie was so, meat pie pocket was so good. That Man, meat, meat pie hot pocket. That methane hot pocket. Me, 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 thocket pot pie. <laughs> oh, gross. The me, the me, thocket pot pie. Methane hot pocket. Methane. That's a fart. <laughs> a fart pocket. Fart pocket. <laughs> the fart pocket I bought. The, uh, the onion. We forgot about the onion. Did the, it, t- did it, did it do a number on your tummy or your, or your, uh, or your butt region? I do not recall the okay, following good. 72 hours. Well, that, that, oh, shit. You blacked out. <laughs> It also had really hard drugs in it, and I was tripping for 72 <laughs> Tripping hours. balls from a meat pie I bought from Wait, a lunch counter. Did it put you into like a, 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 a food poisoning coma for here, three days? Here's the thing that happened. When, when, when Batman fought Darkseid mm-hmm. in the comics and he was tossed back through time, 
and he was he started as a caveman, yeah, and then traveled through time, and his spirit had to find its way back to the present. Uh huh. That's what happened after I ate that meat pie from oh, Hama, Oklahoma. Dang. Yeah. Dang. It, it sent me back through time a la Batman. So it was good on, in the mouth, but once it got into the body, not so much. My anus traveled through time. Ay, ay, ay. That's, that's what happened. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're poor. What I'm saying is do not miss Hominy, Oklahoma, Dang. when you visit our fair state. Ay. That's the town to go to. We need to go back out on the road. Yeah. Time for another drive. Hey, man, a drive about and go get some Casey's pizza. Get some Casey's pizza. Casey's, uh, if you want to sponsor us, uh, just with, uh, we'll, we'll just, you yeah. can pay us in pizza. Yeah. OLA podcast we'll at take, gmail.com. Yeah. We'll, we'll take pizza payment. Yeah. We'll, we'll accept pizza. Uh, uh, also, if you're listening to this and you represent Casey's or you're a, a vendor for Casey's, uh, let them know we're, uh, you know, we're, we're open for biz. We're DTF. Well, down, uh, down to fund. And what's interesting is that soda you let me sip was a Casey's brand. So they're Correct. putting out their own cola. Oh, yeah, man. That, to me, is even more interesting than the pizza. Uh, the idea of these kind of locally made sodas and, and, and pops and whatnot. Aren't they the same? Uh, it's regional. Depending on where you're it's, from. It's regional. It's, it's, if you make, if yeah, you this make, is generally like a pop area where people say pop. They I've say always, pop here I a lot. Say soda. Sometimes I say soda. And the bottle you had said soda. I mostly it say It said soda. fruit punch soda. Yeah. Maybe cola. No, cola Cola is the actual Coke Co- flavor. Yeah, cola is Cola's like Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. So An RC. Like, have you ever been to Arcadia, Oklahoma? No. They have a place out there called Pops. And uh-huh. they sell homemade sodas. Soda Pops? Soda Pops. Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. Mike Tyson's punch out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with vodka drunkinski, <laughs> which was the uh, very racist against Eastern European stereotype uh, that later became um, Soda Popinski. Wait, was that a real thing? Yeah. It was, it was vodka really, drun- drunkinski? Vodka drunkinski. Was it in the game? It was in the game. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. I'm going to look that shit up right now. That's so good. I mean, good as in it's, that's terrible. It's good information to have heard, is what yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I, oh, my bad. I wow. think it, it's, it was Bald Bull. Oh, yeah, Bald Bull was. Uh, I think it was. No, because uh, look, oh, no, that is that is soda pop. Yeah, I was gonna say it? he's drinking the soda pop uh, right there. My bad. Yeah. So yeah, he was vodka drunkinski in 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 the original in Japan. In Japan, there are a lot. A lot of things people don't know about Japan is j- Japanese video games are much more racist than ours are. Wow. Now, our, we are more racist as a people. Uh-huh. We have more racist uncles than the Japanese do. They have more racist are we sure? video, video games. Yes, this is this is facts. They went and counted all the racist video games there and all <laughs> the racist uncles here. And well, we have more. And we compared. Um, yeah, we compared. I do hear that, like, there's a lot of uh, uh, racist amongst Asians towards other Asian groups. Yes. Which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that plays into that at all. But that's wild to me, man. Uh, yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's terrible, but it, it's uh, objectively kind of funny. Vodka Drunkinski? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, it's that's, that's the problem. That That's the thing a lot of people forget about is that there was a time where the way that we kind of tried to combat racism and stereotypes and prejudice was to try and like be equally offensive. I see. So like I remember not growing the greatest up, strategy. No, it's really not. <laughs> like growing up, I remember where like, you know, caricatures were like ex- extenu- what was it accentuated and 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 
hyperbole was always more and more overblown to try and suggest that characters had unique characteristics tied sure. into their backgrounds. You saw this anytime you had a show with multiple ethnicities uh, growing up. Like, you remember your WWE uh, characters and cartoons, you know? Oh, when it was still WWF? Yeah. There before, was always, the, before the lawsuit? Everybody who wasn't just regular white guy had some kind of overblown characteristic, and anyone that was oh, racial or ethnic followed that kind of trope. Well, and then they went, you know, and then they'll throw you a curveball like Akeem the African Dream, which we've discussed on this show. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he he was white. Where he was a white guy, but he's like, let's do a really, really bad stereotypical uh, uh, version of what we think an African would be, but also do it with a white guy. Yeah. yeah. Oof, Vince. 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 Vince made a lot of choices in this life. You know, Vince McMahon is a special breed of shithead. Yeah, he's he's a he's a human of a unique of a unique type. A, <laughs> a unique uh, a unique fellow. <laughs> That's uh, one way of putting it. You know who else is a unique fellow? Yeah. Uh, uh former New York City mayor, once a hero of 9-11, now laughing stock and hair dye spokesman. Rudolph Giuliani. Rudolph uh the G Man Giuliani. Now, did you see the um the cameo he made that uh cinched the uh win in Virginia? Um, where he uh, had the Abe Lincoln filter on and was talking about how Terry McAuliffe was a scoundrel. No, I missed that. That was pretty impressive. Oh. Um Oh, yeah, what a fucking clown this guy turned out to be. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the John Oliver uh, last week tonight about really Rudy Giuliani from a couple years back, that's a that is a delight. It really is it's a delight. And, uh, and married to his cousin, married to his cousin, married to his cousin, uh, and not in the and not in the cool way, uh, you know, that like he he could have married his cousin. Like, yeah, like no, straight up, like that's just his his cousin. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the cool way was. I was hoping I come up with something on the way. You know, but. we're like uh, one, like you're adopted, yeah, and, and you like know. you're a third yeah. cousin not, twice removed, not, or some shit. Not married his cousin in some kind of wacky Haley Mills comedy from the '50s sort of way. <laughs> like I mean, uh, actually was like, fuck, I want to fuck my cousin. Like that. they were supposed to be cousins, huh? Uh, Identical cousins. Are they? I don't know. I don't know. I just know. I like to talk a lot. Sometimes they even fuck a lot. If you wanted to make a movie where weird shit happened between family members, Haley Mills was your girl. Here's a question: 1955 to 1962. Do you ever seven solid years? I have a twin question. A question. A question. Do you think listening? Do you think there's like sets of identical male twins? Where like one's got like a real like giant giant hog and the other one's like not very well. Like you're asking if if identical twins can have fraternal dicks. <laughs> That's precisely what I'm asking. Uh, it's 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 you know it is a question that so many have wondered all through the ages. All through the ages, uh, but uh, I think the only way to know for sure is that our viewers will have to send us photos. So if you are an no! identical twin, uh, we want to see your fraternal... Okay, one of us wants no, to see... I, I'll, no, I'll, you, well, you can if you'd <laughs> like to. I'll check it out. Have That's it fine. sent to your personal email. <laughs> no, Please, oh, not the... Oh, no! Podcast. <laughs> Just put attention at least Do one of you. you realize what you've done? <laughs> attention at least one of you. Do you realize the floodgates of dicks we're about to receive? <laughs> no. Listen, I need you and we're, your twin brother to just measure. Yeah, just, <laughs> we just want data, not photos, just data. Just cold, hard data. No, not hard. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
anyways, uh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani. <laughs> uh, uh, that that press conference he had in the days following the 2020 election, uh, hoping to overturn the results, but sadly only kind of cementing uh, the the joke. Uh, unfortunately, the joke that well, a, what should have been a joke, but presidential campaign has become. But um, the big lie has taken a hold, unfortunately, in a very, very deep way. Um, so where this should have ended at this press conference, the idea that the election was stolen very much has not, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, is that finally starting to peter out? No. You think it's still going as far no, as ever? And here's why, is because Republicans are using it as hard as they possibly can to insert as many of those people willing to run with that lie so that they can and then install their own electors and really overturn elections. Yeah. That is their strategy. Their strategy is to literally elect their cronies to overrun democracy and install basically a dictatorship. So so movies like this, what we're talking about is the, the MSNBC movie uh, that is now available called Four Seasons Total Landscaping, Do- oh, excuse me, Four Seasons Total Documentary. Correct. Which is about uh, the press conference held at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which I, I, I no one has said for sure, but clearly has to be a circumstance where Giuliani's team was trying to book the Four Seasons oh, Hotel. Oh, 100%. 100%. The Four Seasons Hotel, storied hotel, known around the world for being a place of posh, 100%. extravagance. The only question is how on their end did, 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 they, did they never clarify, hey, you know we're not the hotel, right? Yeah. But the, the, my, my theory is, is that the second they realized that like, oh shit, they think we're the hotel, we should fucking book this. This is going to be hilarious. Um, and it does seem like these people have a decent sense of humor about it. So that could very well be the case. We'll see. And this is now out. This is uh, already aired. Yeah, this came out about a week ago from when we're recording here on uh, November 12th. Uh, uh, but uh, so it's either on MB- MSNBC or check your streaming services. Correct. Uh, Hulu seems like the kind of place they might have this, but I haven't checked yet. Good call. Uh, um, uh, and, and this stuff's important, I think. Not just because it's fun to make fun of Rudy Giuliani, which it is. But because uh, it's important when you do have people that believe propagandized bullshit. Correct. That the truth is just repeated, is is focused on, is pointed out, that the people involved are interviewed. Like seeing these people from Four Seasons Total Landscaping talk about how silly this all was is a great thing for anyone who was concerned that there really was conspiracies to steal the election. No, these are really incompetent, pathetic people trying to steal democracy, uh-huh. you know, and which is why, uh, you know, you talk about the um, uh, trying to change the electorate. Uh, that's why right now it is so important to uh, stay in, in plugged in in your local. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you hear a candidate right now repeating the words election integrity, that is a dog whistle. That is code word for. We think that there is rampant fraud, and therefore we need to decide who wins every election, just us. Yeah. yeah. That's what those words mean. Election integrity is a bullshit code word. Yeah. Do not be fooled by that bullshit. And when you hear a candidate say it, make sure you vote against them. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, is, is they, they, when, when they make up these false concerns to try and secretly push in their way of thinking. Correct. 
and, and it's something we see again and again. And and and, and it's not even a well, left or right thing, but it's being used by the right right now. The most despicable thing about it is is that it's it's masking very very nefarious things as by, by using words like integrity. Mm-hmm. Because people go, oh, integrity. Well, that's that means good. So that's a good thing. Yeah. This has to be a good thing. I have to vote for them. And that's as far as it fucking goes for them. That's as far as their research goes, is they hear those two words together yeah. and they go, oh, this guy's on the up and up. I need to vote for him. Yeah. It's not just because people don't do their, their proper, you know, so, and I don't, I hesitate to use the word research because so many people think that just watching two YouTube videos that agree with each other is, is doing your research. It's fucking not. But just to understand what a, a person's, um, platform is here's a, beyond here's a, some talking points. Here's a good uh, good way of Just looking at it. Learn about your candidates. Well, and really here's a good way of looking at it. Like, uh, let's let's say, uh, for example, um, the fucking infrastructure bill, right? Sure. Uh, a, a good version of uh, of research would be reading it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that'd be the easiest way. Um, or you could just watch a YouTube video of Donald Trump claiming that there's only 11% of the bill going towards infrastructure yeah. and just take that as fact, which it's not. Well, and, and here's here's what would be a good way to research it because a lot of people won't read the bill. Uh, pull up some news articles on it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's tricky too because uh, One American News Network, it's got the word news in it. Yeah, what I'm looking for... They've got articles about the, the bill. Uh, go, They're not true. Go to um, reputable the, the Wall Street Journal, for example. Wall Street Journal is a publication that is predominantly fo- conservative. Uh, it, it, yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. If you want to talk about a slant, it is predominantly conservative, but mm-hmm. it's known for being one that is focused on analysis of of documents, especially economic. Uh, I, I, yeah, exactly, especially economics. So you you're going to get a solid solid information on numbers from a place like the Wall Street Journal. Um, and uh, and they're not going to get too much into trying to analyze uh, benefit as much as they're just like where the money's going and where it's coming from. Exactly, and that's kind of what you need to decide. That's another that thing that they're lying about is where the money's coming from. They're yeah. trying to convince these poor white folks that it's coming out of their pockets, and that's not the case. Yeah, and and I would say um, if you're going to go online and you want to go to your major networks. I would pull up uh, CNN articles and I would pull up a Fox News article and read them both and look for the common threads. Mm-hmm. And that'll probably be where you can really put most of your faith. And and, and, and a lot of people I know um, bristle at both of those names, whether they're on the left or right. But uh, I have found the web content for both of those is uh, significantly Better oh, significant because than here's the TV yeah, content. Uh, 100%. You know, absolutely because that's where the articles go. That's exactly. where, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you know, um, you're not listening to punditry, right? It's not Rachel Maddow or Tucker, Tucker Carlson, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, which wow, did you hear Tucker Carlson talking about fentanyl? I did not, but I, uh, I, I am lucky in that I don't have to hear Tucker Carlson. Trigger much. warning, man, don't, don't listen to that. shit. Um, yeah. fuck that guy. Uh, you know who you should listen to is Lucille Ball. Uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, four seasons total documentary. Watch it if it's a. Well, uh, we'll report back because I definitely plan on watching that. Hopefully today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, we are. Uh, excuse me. Being the Ricardos, uh, coming to Amazon Prime next month, uh, featuring Javier Bardem as Ricky Ricardo and Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. Correct. I didn't hate her from the. Trailer. I loved it. 
I thought she was doing really well with like the voice and the cadence and, and the voice was good. It was pretty good. I mean, at least from what I remember, I obviously haven't seen an episode of I Love Lucy in a very long time. Yeah. Um, or maybe an interview of you know her talking in more of a regular tone than than the you know your TV. But what I do remember, voice. that was her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely down to watch it. Uh, looks like it'll probably be sadish. Sure, uh, uh-huh. and I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, you know you're going to really see Lucy's struggle uh, to in in terms of her relevance in the world of entertainment. Uh, maybe it'll touch on her issues with Desi. There seem to be some maybe leading into some of his infidelity uh, uh, and and uh, the whole thing had a very this woman reflecting upon her life kind of presentation to it mm-hmm. which uh you know um we're down for these kind of things we are all reflecting we talked Hopefully. about our, our nostalgic generation this is uh very much in theme with how we approach these kind of stories and well and our and our uh our our consistent pursuit of of personal growth exactly exactly so you know uh this if done right this will be great yeah. Uh, hoping it is. I look forward to it. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's as good as it looks in the trailer. Yeah. Uh and then we also watched uh BOB, Bombs Over Oh no, Book of Boba. Bo- 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 Boba Book. BOBA, uh, Bombs Over uh Baghdad's uh Anus? Anus. A- anus. But bomb- Bombs Over Bob's ass. ass. Yes, that's Bombs too. Over Bob's ass. Bobs Over Bob's ass. Bo- Bob being Boba. Boba. Boba's Short ass. for Boba. Boba. Bo- Book of, Book of Boba Fett looks good. Is this a series or a movie? Series, a series, uh, series uh, showing him uh, and, uh, and alongside uh, uh, Ming Na Wen, uh, uh, actor Tamora Morrison, picking up the role of Boba Fett, uh, following his time as Jango Fett in Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and then essentially playing every clone trooper ever from then on, uh, since they were all essentially cloned from Jango Fett. I see. So Tamora Morrison has kind of built himself a little empire in nice. Star Wars. And now getting to be Boba Fett, uh, this character, uh, this storied character who has been a fan favorite since Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nice to see this whole, um, or excuse me, since, I guess I should say since Empire Strikes Back and, and Return of the Jedi. Um, oh, that's right. Okay, cause, yeah. Because he's in uh, both of them. You first meet him in Empire. <laughs> um uh, so it's you know it, and this looks cool, just kind of mafia drama. Kind I was gonna of thing. say this. This is like where the Mandalorian went western. This one went a little bit more like mafioso. Yeah, and and not like you know in your face with it either. Like it felt pretty subtle, but also you know there, and it still had some of those kind of western vibes, at least in terms of setting. I was gonna say it's probably just because there's a lot of sand. Yeah. A sand. Well, and it still very much takes place in those kind of worlds. It's set on um, uh, Tatooine. In a desert. Desert yeah. planet. Yeah, because it, it, it picks up at Jabba's Palace, the same one we saw in Jedi. That's how I know I would have hated to be like a cowboy in the Old West. Sand? Too much sand. Everything's dirty. Yeah, I'm a big... I, I, I feel about sand the same way Anakin Skywalker did. I would have never been able to breathe. What? Yeah. Did, how did Anakin... Uh, he hates it. It gets everywhere. It does. Yeah. It's in your nose. It's in your ears. It's in your eyes. Get you you have a lot of holes in your body. Yeah. And they all get sand. Sand is tiny. Itty bitty. It'll yeah. fit in all of the holes uh-huh. in your body. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Even the holes you don't know you have. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is ones we don't know about. You got like pores and shit. Oh, yeah. That's true. You got little holes. Little baby holes. Yeah, little bitty holes. 
Yeah. Sam go get up in them bitty holes. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. So Boba Fett looks good. And that we that, you know, Disney Plus, man, um, really just waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for something to go wrong uh on them with their original shows. Yeah. Cause now between the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows, they're just on a roll. Yeah. They have just got And what's funny is they really have not had to release much other content. No. They <laughs> and they have. There's been some like other stuff in kid there. Kid stuff and like lots yeah. of kids stuff. They they they've at least that new um Chip and Dale's cartoon I've seen. Oh, I did not see that one. I yeah. need to check it out. Uh there's a new uh, is it new Rescue Rangers? No, I think it's just kind of like the adventures of them being squirrels being, kind of thing. Being, being chipmunks. Man. Yeah. Being squirrels. Chip and Dale, classic squirrels. <laughs> classic squirrels. Yeah. Who, who doesn't Chip, know? Sh- short for squirrel. <laughs> That's squirrely chip. Uh, oh shit! Man, yeah. Now I just re- all I really want to do now is just listen to the Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers theme song. Chip, 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 Chip and Dale, Rescue, Rescue Ranger. Ranger. Chip, Chip, Chip and Dale, when there's danger. Yeah. There's Doogie, uh, Doogie Kame Aloha. Doogie Hauser. Yeah, they've got a, a Doogie Hauser spinoff on Disney Plus. Oh, that's right! A, I remember a little young Hawaiian girl. Yeah, uh, being all doctor. Now, but here's my question: Is yeah. her name Doogie too? Oh no, it's a nickname. It's an okay. in-universe reference to, to the show Doogie Howser. To NPH. Yeah, they grew up. These kids grew up watching Doogie on TV, and now Wait. they have a smart doctor friend, so they call I her see. Doogie. Yeah. So it's in, like if in we, this universe. There isn't a real Doogie Hauser, but the show exists. There was the show. I yeah, see. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. I'm on board. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. I, I kind of dig the uh the that kind of a uh, universe. Well, it's thing. just it's an interesting way of getting to the um the reference. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what would be a good way of 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 you know, maybe they call her Doogie, but obviously we can't fucking name her that because that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I like it. Why would they? Why would our parents name her that? They, I, uh, that would be so mean. It's, it's a family name. We were going to call her Douglas. It's but... one letter away from Dookie, and that's <laughs> just we, we were going to call her. Well, her grandfather's name was Dookie, but that's, Dookie Hauser. That's no longer name. a popular name. Dookie Hauser would have never gotten a PhD. <laughs> Dookie Hauser, shit doctor. <laughs> Dookie Hauser, proctologist. <laughs> Oh, uh, two on the nose. He'd be a podiatrist. Yes, yes. Dookie Hauser. I don't want to work on the butthole, so I went south. <laughs> My grandpa was a butthole man. <laughs> Dookie Hauser the first. Dookie Hauser uh P O O P. So I'm down for Book of Boba Fett. Uh, and Disney Plus, man, they've got that Hawkeye series coming out uh, later this month. Maybe yeah, that one. looks fun, too. That looks so good, man. I'm, I'm excited about that. All that I, I'm, stuff. I'm excited about it that it also takes place at Christmas. Because, man, and I've discussed it on the show, the older I get, the more on board I am for just Christmas. Yeah. Of, of overall. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's a weird thing, too, being like, almost like a militant atheist that I'm like, I love Christmas, you know, but it's also one of those things where like, man, you really do not have to buy into the religious part of it to be able to enjoy it. No, I, I think uh, the beauty of, of the Christmas season or the holiday season, and maybe that's one way that we can kind of 
you know, maybe that that's one thing that the that 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 terminology, just referring to it as the holidays, really kind of helps capture, is that. For, for people who are religious, more power to you about this being a special time for you. You know, like, and, and I've always been the voice on this show that is, does not have an issue with religious people. So, so annoying. If you're doing your Jesus thing so right annoying. now, rock the fuck on. But for everyone, we all know the way that there's a different feeling in the air when you get into those environments, whether it's just the unique color scheme, whether it's the interesting it's accoutrements. The the tinsel, the garland, the wreaths, you know, the tr- the idea of decorated trees, the stupid ass music. I love it. The warmth, the idea of fireplaces and snow and the chill in the air, and which are all just seasonal chocolate. things, but are so tied into it. That's true. The whole thing is a very it. much so Give uh, me that Mariah Carey song. And and this is the same culture, you know, just talking about our modern American, maybe global uh pop culture. Where we start Halloween, December, October fucking first. Uh-huh. You know, the the Thanksgiving people are already oh. have their leaves and shit out. Yeah, but no, you the know? Christmas stuff's already out. They're like, yeah. fuck Thanksgiving. We're gonna start. We'll start Valentine's Day like January third. Thanksgiving you know? is now just uh, uh, oh, excuse me, a a from. But you know, for everybody except for like the grocery store, it's just a hurdle to get over before Black Friday and the actual Christmas. Yes and so. no, because you get you, yes, it gets trampled by Christmas and 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 you know and it's 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 dominated by October until the very or by Halloween until the very end of October. But you know, if we wanted to go find some fucking turkey and fall themed crap, oh, it's still out that we there. wanted to put up. Yeah, they, they, that presence is there for those people that want it. It's but just, I mean, for it's like just sandwich between those others. So it just what I mean is love. like that store, like they're carrying it, but for them, they're like, I wish we could just go straight to the fucking Christmas. Oh, you know what are. I mean? Oh yeah, because they they're just you and know, it's just a bigger deal. They're like, I don't sell turkeys. This sucks. Well, and it's just <laughs> that it, it's it's that. Unfortunately, Christmas and Halloween are both such louder themes, and Christmas kicks into gear so early now. It's because Christmas kicks so much ass. It's because Christmas is presents and money. But, well, that's not why. so much it's anymore. Money, money. I mean, it's me money. spending money, money now. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's and the, I somehow it's still, those stores I, getting I somehow money. like him enjoying. They want more. you thinking about Christmas immediately. They know you're going to think about Thanksgiving. And you have to fucking you know, eat. And I get it. And I'm losing the battle. And that's you fine. are. You are. You know what though. For like a month, I'm. I feel like happier. And is that least, okay? And yeah, and along the way, we'll eat a bunch of fucking turkey. So it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm gonna eat a lot of cookies. Yeah, my mom makes a lot of cookies at Christmas time. Really good cookies. I, I bet. Do you want to try some this I, year? I do. Yeah, she I, would make extras. I would love some cookies. And by that, I mean the amount she normally makes, which <laughs> is a lot of extras. Yeah. Yeah. You know how Italians be. No one needs to. They're make, like, mm, how many servings do we need? There's four of all us, of so them. I better make twenty-seven servings. Yeah. How many servings does this make? All of them. All of the servings. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Oh, I better get six pounds of pasta. There's four of us eating dinner tonight. Yeah, this sounds right. You know what doesn't sound right? Chris Pratt voicing everything always. Oh, how did that happen? I don't know. But I, I went from like loving Chris Pratt to, to being like, can we not? Yeah, we're we're done. I'm I don't done. want him to do everything. Well, then I found out he's kind of a weirdo. Do I want him to work? Sure. What is he really? He's a weirdo. How so? Like he's kind of a little like like obscene religious kind of guy. Like oh no, he's religious. Like, had a rough day, so he like told everyone he went out in the woods and listened to Christmas music, uh, Christian music. Ah, oh, I mean, fuck. Even Christmas music in the woods would be weird. That'd be extra weird. Yeah. Like, and I like Christmas music. Well, some of it. Yeah. But, some of it. So Chris Pratt's some of voice very Garfield. Bad. Some of it's very bad. Very Hilton. bad. The one, the the Paul McCartney one. 
Oh, the the simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Hate it. Simply having yep, it's that for a, a wonderful minutes. Christmas time. Are there any more words? Simply no. having a wonderful Christmas time. You have time. to stop. Simply have. One month on the heels of finding out he's voicing Mario. And that's where it started because I was like, we didn't care oh. that. He was the wrong choice then. Still is. Uh, now, this is a Sonic's teeth situation. I feel like we can fix this. It's early enough yeah. where somebody can go in and revoice Mario. I like that you're calling it a Sonic's teeth situation. Right. I like that that's a thing. It for is us. now. Yeah. It, it is, is a Sonic's teeth. We are going to take care of this the way we took care of Sonic's teeth. Yes. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I ended up loving that movie. So good. So good. Uh, not uh, in the least uh, because of the fantastic A-plus top-tier performance by Oklahoma's own James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz, good as fuck in that movie, too. He was okay. I love Ben Schwartz. Um, James, call us. James, give me a call. We love you. But I don't know if I need Chris Pratt voicing everybody. That's, yeah. Now, Garfield is a cat. Yes. Who is very lethargic. Lazy. Um, Enjoys. Loves lasagna. Lasagna. You know who I would love for that voice? Okay. Brian Bumgardner. Ooh. Kevin from The Office. Oh. Oh. You love it, right? I love it. I mean. That's so good. Garfield, you know. He should be Brian. Um, one person that's being floated. Make Kevin Garfield. Make Kevin Garfield. <laughs> one person that's being floated uh, is one of the gentlemen from the show What We Do in the Shadows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that too. And uh, you know uh, what? I don't, I don't, I don't. I haven't watched the show enough. But okay, I'm uh, on board for that. I, I haven't watched the show, so I, I can't say for sure. I'm more on board for that than Chris Pratt, just because now I'm like, hey man, I don't want you to do that. Why? I just I, we got to fix Mario first. You know what? If we can fix Mario, he can be Garfield. I don't care. Oh, you'd give up Garfield before Mario. Fucking all day. And I was a Garfield freak, bro. I, just, I had all the Garfield comics as a kid. Yeah, I would go to the book same. fair and get those, 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 those compilations. Those little books. Yeah, his, like, yeah. his, his 10th book, his 11th book. Yep. Yeah, It was always like Garfield eats his heart out. Mm-hmm. Or Garfield's laying around the or house. Garfield eats Normal's pussy. <laughs> Gar- Wait, Normal was a boy. I said bussy. <laughs> you misheard. I did. Garfield. <laughs> that's not acceptable behavior. Is it not? How do you know? It's consensual. I don't know. Normal was I, into I, I don't it. know shit about the age of consent in cats. Uh, two. <laughs> two. <good. laughs> do, do cats. No, that's dog years where it's like seven for every year. Do, are there cat ears? Has to be. Nine? Has nine, to be. Is it nine for every? Because of the nine lives? Oh, nine shit. lives for every year? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't either. I could, do you have cats? You don't have any cats. Nope. Yeah, Allergies. Have, oh, yeah, yeah. Can't do a cat. Had, a, had, had cats all my life growing up. Yeah. And was constantly just an allergic mess in my entire life. It was just basically like, I'm just allergic to being alive. And it was like, oh, part of it is that you have a house full of cat hair. And it's so a you got away trigger. from the cat. You stopped seizing. And you were like, well, oh. Yeah. I was like, this, was what it, this is what it's like to have relief. Oh, wow. That's 
still sneeze a lot outside, though. You know, that outside, man. There's, a lot the, of, there's so much shit out there. There really is. A lot it's, of stuff make you sneeze. A lot of stuff out there. It's insane. Too much stuff. Pollen right and mold and all that dark shit. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, guys, let's stop booking Chris Pratt for a minute. Just give it a break. Like, I'm not saying blacklist Chris Pratt. No, I'm no, definitely no. not doing no, that. No, no, no. We're going to need him for Guardians 3. We already locked him into that shit. Yeah, but like, yeah, but between now and then... Just, just chill. Co- we need a cooling off period. Enough. Yeah, just enough. Chris, I don't want a divorce. We no. just, I just, no, we're not. We're I need not. to separate and think about things. Yeah, just want to chill and just not have hear him everywhere I turn. I just, I want to see other people. <laughs> yeah, just for a little bit. Uh, there's so many good Chris's. Give me more Chris Pine. Sure, sure. Give. I'll take some Chris Evans. Okay, I'll take uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. You could have Chris Hemsworth. I, I almost said Cuomo, but I was like, nope. No. I don't want no, him. No, no. That guy really, sucks. I don't need any of the Cuomos, frankly. Oh, yeah. We're done with Cuomos. Cuomos, eh. And, I and, mean, Perry. Eh. Yeah, I guess. If it's on. The, if it's on. I'm not going to like put it on on purpose. Yeah. But I'm not going to turn it off. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Como. <laughs> it was just Como. It was Perry Como. Yeah, not Cuomo. No relation. Yeah. New Yorkers will tell you Cuomos kind of suck. Yeah, overall. New Yorkers, that's the problem. We're not asking New Yorkers what they, we should think about people enough. Like, if we would have asked New Yorkers mm. in 2016 mm. what they thought of Donald Trump, yeah, they would have all just been like, fuck him. And, right. And then we would have been like, oh, okay, cool, fuck him. Yeah, they'd have been like, this whole city told him to go fuck himself in the 80s, and he's still kicking around. Yeah, and then, like, you know, we they, they tried the Cuomo for governor, and they did one back, like, when you and I were kids. Like, right right yep. before we were born, there was uh, Cuomo's Daddy dad. Cuomo. Yeah. And they and they said, Papa oh, fuck him!" And they got rid of him. And yep. then now they got the new one. And then and after and a little while, they said, "Fuck suck. him!" Yeah. yeah. So you got to trust New Yorkers, man. They're the ones. Stop being all handsy with people too. Just in general, keep folks. your hands to yourself. Yeah, like here's the thing. Mm. Nobody, if if somebody wants your hands on them, they'll tell you. It'll well uh, either that or it'll be way more obvious in that like you'll probably know them pretty well or like you know what I mean like yeah. But yeah, and even then, like, man, there's just a time and a place, bro. Yeah, no, no one wants. No Stop one, kissing people. You, no one wants your hands on you the minute they meet you. First of all, we are now post like kissing for greetings. Yes, unless you're the French. Unless you're married or the French. Or nah, married. French people stop it too. No, they Corona don't. doesn't give a fuck what country you're, you're fr- from. You can't stop the French from doing that. You, you can't, can't stop the French. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You can't. That that is a lot of people. That's an underrated Queen song. <laughs> you can't stop the French. A lot of people don't know that one. That was when Freddie Mercury was. I in. was thinking of you can't stop the funk. Maybe. No, no. This is a, this is a Queen song. Uh, it sounds exactly like that though, in a weird twist. I love it. Uh, Joe Exotic, uh, still in prison, uh, allegedly. Oh, season two of the documentary is out soon. It is. I believe next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah we're going to get more of that, which uh, I can't imagine talks about Joe a lot because he's well, been he's, in prison the whole time. Oh, he's been, <laughs> but he's in constant contact with the crew. Yeah. I saw the, we saw the trailer, right? There was just constant video of him and his changing hair. And, yeah, oh, there was uh, a changing hair. Oh, the color, that. the color consistency, thickness, and bangs of the mullet was. Was was changing for sure. Well, that's, at least he's getting his hair did. I mean, I'm you know I got to be on mullet watch, and I'm sure this will be about Jeff Lowe quite a bit. Oh, for sure. Uh, and Jeff, and, uh, I call him Layers Low. Layers. Oh man, dude, that guy just has layers upon layers of clothes all the time. 
Yeah. Dead of Winter, he's got like three shirts and a fucking leather jacket and like two bandanas and a hat. <laughs> Can you imagine wearing two bandanas? Two bandanas and a microphone. <laughs> two, two, got two, two bandanas, bandanas and, and a microphone. microphone. Two bandanas and a microphone. Uh, oh, man. Now, a was new, that a Scientology reference, do you think? Uh, two two turntables and a microphone? That, yeah, that's a lot of people don't know that uh, Vishnu. All DJs are Scientologists. Vishnu, uh, when Vishnu comes back. Xenu. Uh, that's what I meant. Uh, when Xenu comes back, I'm sorry, did I accidentally in, incorporate Indian gods into, uh-huh. your, uh-huh. into your Scientology? Uh-huh. Oh, my, I got Indian gods into your Scientology. I got Scientology in my Indian gods. I guess we're Reese's Peanut Butter Cup now. Oh, man. New Joe Exotic series starring Kate McKinnon adds John Cameron Mitchell Who's as that? Joe Exotic. That is Hedwig of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you what, are you? what are your thoughts? I am so excited for this. Yeah? Uh, I thought at first that Kate McKinnon was going to play Joe Exotic. And also I, was would be down for that. Ex- I was legitimately excited be down for, that. for that, too. <laughs> I at least want to see, like, some test footage of her doing... Joe Exotic. Well, and John Cameron Mitchell has always been someone who will commit to a role, uh-huh. uh, and 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 he is clearly not afraid to. I love that there's a obviously a, a picture maybe uh, that did not load. Yeah, uh, that's probably because my computer was having so much fun earlier. There they are. Ah, beans. But uh, there's not. I thought there was a picture of him as him. No, no, not, yet. not so lucky. Not yet. None of that's been done yet. Uh, so the, I, and we uh, this has not been shot or anything yet. Right. This is uh, de- development. So so uh, I'm super excited about this though, um, just because uh, uh, of seeing him in a new project. He's great. Uh, Kate McKinnon's great too. So I'm glad to see her doing this. The Tiger King thing has kind of played out, but whatever. Well, pe- people are watching it, so I'll watch it. Yeah, there. Well, it says here the the working title right now is just Joe Exotic. Yeah, which was the name of the podcast that kind of started it from Wondery. Oh, and I just meant the the character. I, oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, I, I don't just mean the the show. Although the show is is you know, it, it for for something that has been so much about these people. Obviously, it, it, it at no point is it like, hey man, tigers are abused. Oh, you know. I mean, it's definitely in there, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just such a fucking wild. There's, it's it's so much, so many things happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there's more. Well, and I think it's, it's still all happening. You know, in 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 a time when people feel like they've seen it all. Did Carol kill her husband? <laughs> Joe Exotic. Well, and that's the thing is the new series, that commercial Delves really looks that? like it. It backs off that. It looks like oh, it really, really dips into the idea that it was like maybe some kind of Latin American mafia. What? Or, or drug cartel that, that really got involved because this was down in like uh, Cuba. I don't remember. I don't remember where, but it was somewhere. It was it was not not uh, the safe haven of the United States of America. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> somewhere somewhere where where the where bowels of Florida. Yeah, yeah the keys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think the idea is maybe it, it backs away from the idea that Carol killed him, and that really there is a mystery that something happened to him out there, mm. and. You well, know, I don't buy that at all. And, and even if she was still just a, a woman who had given up on her husband and was perfectly fine with him dying, it's still an interesting story. Absolutely, 100%. So, uh, but I think that's the other thing, too, is 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 for, you know, so many of us had gotten to that point where we really thought we'd seen everything. Well, know? yeah, it's like, especially whenever there's a story where, like, 
you're like, ah, oh, there's a tiger park, and the, and there's a part of the documentary where the there someone's arm gets fucking ripped off, and right. you, and then you're like, and that's the documentary, right? Is about all that, and you're like, no, that's like one scene. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a scene. Yeah. Oh, and, and the park owner's got two husbands. Yeah. Uh, wait. Oh wow. So it's all just about him. Oh wait, no, no, up, no no no. Hold up. What? Yeah. No no no. It's also about this woman who may at this runs this other park. She may have killed her husband. Yeah, wait, he, he likes to rope in little not not gay boys with meth. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. one of his husbands is straight. Oh, oh, and kills himself by accident. Yeah, in front of his campaign oh. manager. Oh, and then like the uh, the inspiration for the movie Scarface. Yeah, he's in there, but yeah, he's yeah. kind of the like most normal part of the entire thing. One shot of the campaign manager hitting a vape pen for no reason, <laughs> and coughing. Yeah, bet your ass. Yeah, my favorite part of the whole fucking series. And and we we've barely scratched the surface. We haven't even talked about Doc Antle. No shit. Right? I forgot about him. And then there's the other drug cartel guy. Yeah. So many layers. It's uh and I think it's that's just a it's just a real funky onion. Yeah. So so hopefully that second season will be worth checking out. Uh, and and I'm down one hundred percent to see John Cameron Mitchell grab any weird, loud, obnoxious role. And yeah. this will be perfect for him. This will be so good. Love it. Love it. Super excited. What else we got? We got uh, a new music from uh, Kohi to talk we, about. We sure do. Uh, where did I put that? That's over here. That's a good question. All right. Should we just play it? Uh, sure. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Another winner from them. So uh, basically, in in this part of the story, I think we're gonna get um, we're gonna get the uh, the uh, conception and birth of of Vaxus and and the maybe uh, I don't know how far we're gonna get into the growing up of Vaxus through the story, but uh, it's exciting because Vaxus was still not yet born at the end of uh, the Unheavenly Creatures, the first one. Okay. <coughs> Uh, yeah, there's a good, uh, we were talking about it off mic, there's a good series uh, that this girl on YouTube did, uh, and my phone's really far away. Um, I don't know, we'll figure it out and, and let you know, but she basically did a really good 
uh, synopsis of like if you're a Coheed fan and you're interested in what the stories are that are going with the songs, but you're not like gonna go buy the comics and read every single one of them, but you're interested in what the story is. Mm-hmm. She does every single one of them in just about ten minutes in a pretty digestible fashion. Um, that you can really go through and like get a really good sense of the characters, where they came from, what's going on. Um, and it really just, I think, uh, if you're a, uh, you know, even a sort of casual Coheed fan, it might make you a, a bigger fan of the, this giant world that they've built within, uh, you know, uh, these comics and, and their songs that go along with them. Uh, it's pretty fucking rad. Uh, and I'm, I know it, 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 every time I re- get into one of the stories, it brings me back into the music even more. And I, I find myself going back and like re-listening to the albums again. Well, Kohi's one of those bands too, that really has just kind of built this world, this lore around their music uh, that can be very daunting to new listeners. Mm-hmm. So to have anyone who can kind of break it down into digestible chunks. Absolutely. That's great stuff. So. And she also does it in the order of the story which is not in the chronological order that the albums came out. But she's doing the story in chronological order, um, starting with the year of the Black Rainbow, which is the uh, inception of Coheed and Cambria, their, where they came from, how, the, how they came to be. Yeah, And then, um, then she does the Afterman a little later, which is technically the very, very beginning story. Um, and it's actually like, I think it's my, one of my favorite stories. Okay. in there uh it's 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 very heartbreaking which a lot of them are <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of heartbreak in these um but there's also a lot of you know hope and uh and you know purpose well and i think that seems to be a big theme of of of, of his in in his comics and maybe in in his music although i'm far uh, only just in the shallow end of both sure is the idea of perseverance through pain through struggle struggle mm-hmm. of growth of maintaining your focus on the goal through whatever challenge is thrown in your way and, and and doing it all in the sense of looking to protect those who are important to you mm-hmm. you know it's uh, uh those seem to be the recurring themes uh just even in what i've what i've read and, and listened to so far there's a lot of uh recurring themes of like um being misled to harm others in the uh, under the ruse of it being for the greater good. Yeah, uh, that happens more than once. Um, yeah, lots of stuff like that. It's good shit, man. Yeah, well, and it's just neat to see artists do, that do have uh, so much to offer. Because I mean, if you're a Coheed fan and you're just a fan for the music, you're set. there's a lot of it. Yeah, there's it's great. Yeah, but if you want more than that. There's a lot. There's a there big is a hole. whole big world you can jump into. Yeah, exactly. There really is. Like if you like going deep in, uh, like taking deep dives like that, then then the comics are definitely for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. They're they're wonderfully illustrated. There's like, um. There's two versions of Good Apollo and Burning Star Four. Mm. There was like the original one that came out in 05 and it was by a guy that I'm pretty sure you know. Oh. Um, and it was a much different artistic style. Um, and then they re-released it a few years ago um, with a little with an expanded version of the story um, because it was it was it was a very shortened version of the story the first time it came out. Yeah. And so then they re-released it with um, different artwork and a bigger version of the story. But that first one, um, it's wild, man. The artwork in there that was the one. So you saw the new version that I have, where like you see the ten speed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that turns into the demon. Yeah. Um, the original version of that is much like wilder and spookier. And, okay. Yeah, cooler. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So good stuff there. Worth checking out, uh, whether you're looking just for some music, yeah. some comics, or both. And this song is called Rise Nyanasha, mm-hmm. and then per- parenthetical Cut the Cord. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Um, Which I imagine is going to have some themes about, uh, you know, at some point they have, they're have they they're going to have the realization that they have to let their son go save, the, save mankind. <laughs> and I, I think maybe that's the Cut the Cord analogy. Mm. You know? When you're like, ah, I love my son and I want to keep him here and safe, but he's mankind's only hope. <laughs> so um, with the upcoming release of the Marvel Universe show Hawkeye to Disney Plus, uh, artist David Aja. Has Hawkeyes? Been, Hawkeyes. Uh, David uh, Hawkeye and Hawkeye, uh, uh, attorneys at law. Uh, da- artist David Aja has made some complaints that the That's good. artists for the uh, posters for the show... Are are kind of co-oping his original designs from the old Hawkeye comic. Well, the, it's based on the comics. Yeah, uh, but very much just you know, uh, um, looking just like the cover to his comics. But it doesn't though. Well, it. She's not reaching behind her wearing a t-shirt. The the concept of things like the use of the arrow in iconography was was very popular in his artwork, and now it's being used in in the art for the show. Hmm. But like, okay. And even here, you can see other ones where they're they're pretty much taking the same kind of idea, uh, even using his uh, layouts for the city. So- Okay, so they're allowed to use the characters, but not necessarily any specific things from any one comic series. I don't get it. Their po- the posters for the mo- for the show are in the style of this artist. I understand, but like to say that you can use the characters in the world and and blah blah blah, but you can't use the artist themes from a certain series of the story just seems a little. Arbitrary. He's, he's not saying they can't use it. I think he's just saying, shouldn't he be paid? I mean, I guess I get that part, but I, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know. I, I, I do. Do I think he should be paid? I mean, it's, it's but definitely it's like it's, it's close enough that I mean, I don't think anyone who designed that poster can say that they looked at, they specifically looked at David Asia's or Asia's designs from that comic when they designed that. And there's been, you know. 40-plus years of Hawkeye in comics. Uh-huh. So there was plenty of things that they could have pulled from. Well, sure, and maybe they, that was du- their favorite or whatever, and they didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they should have compensated him or credited him or whatever, but you know, and, I and, don't know. I thought maybe the argument was like, hey, don't don't use any particular you know, style or anything from, from the comics. And I'm like, well, that could go pretty far because then it's like, hey, don't put them in the uniform they were in in the comic book that everybody would recognize them in. That was my thing. No. Well, no, and it's not, it's not, I don't think he's saying the uniform, but I mean, well, like, I, I understand, but know, I'm saying like that, yeah. that's where in my head it could yeah. go from there is like you used a, a, a cover from my comic and then someone else goes, well, by that rationale, I need to be 
uh, compensated for having designed Wanda's costume that they used in WandaVision. Well, yeah, well, and... And the original Loki costume that they used in Loki. Where's my money? But those people do get credit. The person that that created the original Wanda costume was credited. It just also happens that they were credited because they're the creator of Scarlet Witch. Oh. You know? Well, how do we know that they're not... I guess they already we already know that they're not going to credit this guy. We're, we know because he said, you know, well, well, because, uh, you know, they were talking about the credits. Yeah, because he's not getting credit. He, you know, the creator of Hawkeye is getting credit, but we'll fucking give the guy credit then. Jeez. Yeah. Or, you know, pay him, you know, like how much is this going to make? How much? And I. Oh, yeah. They got the dollars. For I, sure. I, and I mean, I. it's not like he's going to make bank off it. Yes. You're 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 a little. Concentric circles give being him, used on a poster. Give him ten k. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Give ten, him ten racks. Ten thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. Five thousand bucks. I don't know. I don't know what that kind of thing is worth. But whatever At it's Disney, worth. Disney, ten grand is a fine. fucking should be a puzzle. Yeah. Is yeah. is oh, I wiped off an eyelash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. No big deal. So give him. Pay him. Pay him. And, and Hawkeye looks great. Looks like it's going to be an awesome show. Pay can't, that man. Can't his wait to mommy. see it. And, and the funny thing, too, is, is yeah, Hawkeye's been around for 40 years, but the idea of Clint and Kate Bishop teaming up, being in New York, dealing with the Russian mafia, the dog, that's yeah. all from the Matt Fraction, David Azure run from, well, like, from like five years definitely ago. Definitely pay them and credit them because I don't like the idea of not being able to use, you know, cool runs from certain artists and shit, like in a oh, story. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, you should be able to use absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's what we so want to don't be on fuck TV. that up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So cool. pay them. Yeah. Pay, pay that man pay, his money. Pay the man. Pay the man. Also, uh, don't be a homophobe. Uh, oh, we had a really crazy... Yeah, don't do that. Uh, and we'll come right back to this. But we had a really crazy thought at work the yeah. other day, which is uh, you take a character, an actor playing a character from one movie yeah. and replace another character from another movie with it. And it was like... Uh, I can't remember what we were replacing. Ah, oh, fuck, it's not going to be worth it. Anyway, we're replacing something with John Malkovich from Rounders. That okay. was very funny. Okay. Anyways, yes, definitely don't be a fucking But homophobe. don't be a homophobe also. Yeah, sorry, my my transition there did not help your joke sorry. in any way. Uh, John Malkovich would not be a homophobe. I hope not. I hope not. If we find out. Guys, let us know if John Malkovich is a homophobe. Yeah, I, I hope not. Send he us seems, an email. Seems like he might be cool. Along with a pic of your fraternal twins junk to no! podcast at gmail.com. Fraternal dicks. Gabe Eltiab, no longer coloring Superman, son of Kal-El, because he was being all lame about Superman, son of Kal-El, kissing whoever he wanted. Ah, butthole. Yeah. What a butthole. What a butthole. Get out of here, butthole. This has been a thing now. We haven't really talked about this, but uh, so in DC Comics, Superman, uh-huh. who we will now call Kal-El, uh-huh. uh, has not been the acting Superman in Metropolis for a minute. It's his son. His son, Jonathan Kent. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan. John, John L? John. John Kent. Does he not have a Kryptonian name? Uh, no, he does not, because he was born here on Earth. He, uh, he, uh, He's not a regular Krypton- old white boy. Not Kryptonian. Not at all? Nope, not at all. So he doesn't have the superpowers? No, uh, he does have the superpowers because his dad is well, Kal-El. Part Kryptonian yep. then. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, his heritage. But he was not like born on Krypton. Okay. Where he got his Kryptonian. Maybe, so he's, actually, I have no idea. If he he's a naturalized name. American citizen he's a of Kryptonian American, descent. A Kryptonian heritage. He's a Kryptonian immigrant. Kryptonian he's the son of the Kryptonian son of a Kryptonian immigrant. immigrant. There we go. Immigrant. Here's the deal. Uh, uh, many congressmen would not like him. Absolutely not. And John He's has a dreamer. Just, John, He's a dreamer. He's a dreamer. He's a total dreamer. He's a total dreamer. Well, no, he was born here. And John has now come out as bisexual. 
Good for you. Good for you, John. Good uh, for you. And in the Good latest comic, uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number five, uh, he was seen kissing uh, his boyfriend here. Kissing on, uh, kissing on journalist uh, Jay uh, Nakamura, uh, who also has pink hair. So I love it. Stylish young man. Uh, so good stuff there. Uh, but the colorist uh, decided that he didn't like that and railed against it and about how it was all just pandering to LGBTQ people, blah, blah, blah. Guess what, motherfucker? Other people got crayons, too. Get the fuck out of here. And now he's not coloring that book anymore. And here's the deal, man. I'll like, color it. Like, no no one... I love coloring. No one wants to take away your straight superheroes, and no one wants to keep you from getting more straight superheroes down the road. There's not a war on straight superheroes. There's not a war on Christmas. There's no. not a war on guns. No, no, no. no. These There's things, kind of a war on guns. Uh, you know, uh, recently, uh, one of the Robins, Tim Drake, came out as bisexual, too. And people problems were, with that too. Uh, people were up in arms about that too. Everybody's saying, "Oh, well, of he's been straight for thirty years. Who you, gives a you shit? You don't come out as bisexual after you know decades." To Bullshit. Which, to which I say, happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, you. Yeah. Yeah. May may have experienced that firsthand. So Tim Drake, I salute you. Uh. uh. But here's the thing: is is uh. There's going to be plenty more uh, new characters who are straight, uh, just like there's going to be plenty more new characters who are white, who are anything that can feel like it's being attacked. Uh, well, and here's the thing: there's still all the other characters that are in existence already who are straight. Yeah, comic books aren't going anywhere. These worlds aren't going anywhere, which means there's always going to be new stuff coming. They made two of them gay. Yeah, ah, comic <laughs> books are dead. Exactly. Fuck off. But it was pretty cool this year when DC did its Pride Month and they did a couple of books that were focused on LGBTQ characters. Good. That they had enough to choose from. That's great. That was kind of cool. Like, and I didn't, I didn't read it. I, I didn't pick it up. I didn't really get involved with their Pride Month activities because honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of it that specifically appealed to me. But You're I'm happy. Not a DC it, guy. Well, yeah. Well, and just because that's not really what my sexuality is about. Like, I'm not looking to read those stories there like i read the i read daredevil because i like daredevil i read batman because i like batman like i maybe that stuff at some point will impact my reading habits sure it didn't right now and that's fine because i'm just glad it did for somebody yeah and when 100%. they and when they put out a well, book doesn't have to that's a good point right there is that it doesn't have to be for you yeah it doesn't have to be for me <clears throat> even as a member of the community doesn't even have to be for me yeah right? or the other people that are upset about it it's there's it's a, plenty of others that are for oh, you yeah 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 plenty of let that one be for someone else then but the fact that they actually had books that, that were hard. specifically centered on those kind of characters and they had a a whole warehouse to choose from. Yeah. And there was probably characters that got left out because they just didn't have the room. That's cool. Yeah. And and, and there's still plenty of other characters. To Marvel should step up on that. Marvel's doing good, too. Okay, it's good. It's not a just DC thing, but DC is a good example right now. Okay, good. But, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, so I... Um, well, I love that, you know, this guy made a stink and they let him... And, yeah. And they're just, you and, know, good riddance. Yeah, go, go find something else, Gabe. You'll, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man. I just... I can't think of how that's got to be such a big issue. You know, like there's there's a big world of so many choices out there that to to think that you're getting um that you're getting blacklisted just because more choices are being available. It's it's so silly to me. Yep. But whatever, man. Yep. Uh Wu-Tang's got a new video game coming. What? Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan uh, uh here's a, new, uh, a lot of people don't know this. 
ain't nothing to fuck with. They are, and it's for the children. For the children. So it's about time they have a video game. About time. An RPG. Uh, and about time, they've had multiple video games. Is that a, a rad point guard? Uh, rad point guard? RPG? Uh, that is what RPG stands for. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, role-playing guard. Uh, ro- ro- royal point uh, Royal game. point guard. Royal playing game. Hello, I am the royal point guard. I am the royal point I guard. I shall get the most royal of assists. Uh, two points, I shall score. <laughs> oh, an alley-oop, <laughs> I do say. Uh, apparently, uh, they are uh, going to do a new RPG. The game codenamed Shaolin, uh, just as every video game featuring the Wu-Tang Clan has ever been called. Is reportedly there's been others? Oh, yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, there's multiple Wu-Tang Clan games. Uh, newer studio. Uh, the, the, the studio is founded by Manvir Air, the lead designer on Mass Effect 3. Uh, Bryna Dabney-Smith, who's Def Jam Vendetta and Sleeping Dogs. And Rashad Reddick, who is artist on the Elder Scrolls Skyrim and Fallout 3. And so these are some pretty names tied to some pretty big games. Um, let's see. Uh, the game is described as a narrative... Oh, no, no. Another game that they're working on. We've got some info on another game. This game is reportedly a third-person fantasy RPG that will feature seasonal content and be an estimated couple dozen hours long. Nice, but that sure does sound like they're just spitting out ideas off the top of their head at this point. Uh, well, you know. A couple dozen hours, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, so. Apparently melee combat focused, and it will be support four-player co-op. Um Players will be able to collect loot such as weapons and gear by completing procedural endgame dungeons or tailor-made events. Okay, so it sounds like they're going to try and do some of the things that you see in games like uh, Diablo that have that seasonal content where uh, there's constantly new missions you can go on, new adventures, etc. So, you know, uh, could be interesting. It's obviously in the very early planning stages, but um, it's it's. We'll check it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. If if it looks good once it's out, I'll check it out. But I mean, who would be the first character you'd use? Oh, obviously, uh, inspect the deck. Inspect the deck. Yeah, that's gonna nice. Be the way to go. Yeah, that's a solid choice. <laughs> I think I gotta go Raekwon the chef. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wu Tang Shaolin style was a beat 'em up uh, for the PlayStation. Uh, I don't know if it was the only Wu Tang Clan game. I feel like there was at least one more. Oh, yeah, there was a special... 36 Chambers? Oh, that's the story. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I feel like there was at least one more Wu-Tang game. I hope so. I, I hope there was lots of Wu-Tang games. No, I'm not seeing any others, though. All right. Oh, oh Taste the Pain? Taste the Pain. Oh, maybe that that might just be what Shaolin style was called in Europe. Um, that's a thing that happens. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, a European case. Interesting. Oh man, interesting. Oh, video games, you're so fun. You're so <laughs> uh, did I tell you about the Zelda uh, speedrunner? No, we gotta talk about this guy. I'm gonna put this on. Jump ahead here which which game is this? Uh, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time okay. uh, for the Nintendo 64. Uh, a young speedrunner has beaten the game in a new record time of something like three and a half or four minutes. Wow. And you say, wow, but here's the thing. It's not impressive. Um, what this is, is in Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the in Nintendo 64. Maybe it's for the Wii. Might be for the Wii. There is a, a uh, demo of Link's Awakening. 
or uh, of Ocarina of Time, excuse me, uh, where you can play about 10 minutes of the game and you can get as far as you can get in 10 minutes. And you can't actually beat the game in 10 minutes. So that that's impossible. But what this guy is doing is he's going to take advantage of some glitches in the game that will glitch him ahead until he reaches the end credits of the game. And the way he does this is by partially by doing things like bombing himself while he's standing in a doorway and he can kind of like force himself like to land in a door in just the right way. Uh, you'll see some of it here. And he, he just starts rolling towards the door and then he does this backwards walk thing and he rolls in the door and he throws a bomb. And because... Now, those are supposed to do like a fade in and out when he goes through those uh, doorways, but they don't do it because of the way he was walking. So it's all taking advantage of glitches. And now watching the gameplay, you're probably watching it, and it looks like nonsense. Yeah. Like, it just looks like he's just bouncing around and throwing bombs and acting the fool. And yeah, it's dog shit. It's dog shit. But here in about a minute or two, and I'm just going to even just jump ahead a little bit, because it's really more of the same shit for a while. And he does this thing where he's sliding through these doors, and I don't know what or why, but then all of a sudden at some point it's going to just fade, and there's going to be credits. And this kid is now considered the new best speedrunner on this game. Bullshit. Should have an asterisk. Yeah. Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this guy's fucking Barry Bonds right here. Yeah. He's cheating. Yeah. And But, but that's the question. Is, is the game over when you beat the last boss, or is the game over when the credits roll? I mean, if you're arguing about semantics, Boom, like, sure, you can make that argument, but most people would argue that, like, if you haven't at least beat the boss, then you really didn't play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might have been holding the controller and moving around, but, like, did you play the game? Yeah. Did you fight anyone? And that's my thing. And I mean, that doesn't look fun to me. No, it's not. The picking up bombs. And, and most of what's t- most of what a speed run is is like having to avoid dying. Yeah. And shit. You know what I mean? Like those those two D speed runs where they try to get through a stage fast. Yeah. Like that's fun. Super satisfying to watch. There's a rhythm to that. This didn't have rhythm. This had like. Nor did it take any sort of. Uh, I mean, I guess you had to know where the glitches were, but like. There's no discernible, like, gameplay skill that was required. You didn't have to, like, know how to avoid, you know, like, you weren't trying to avoid getting killed anywhere, it didn't seem like. Even calling it skill feels like it needs an asterisk. Absolutely. It's like it's not legit skill. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck this guy. Who's this guy? Let's Uh, call him up. uh, His name is, uh, is it? Oh, God. Uh, uh, Savastade. Save state. Save state. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's why you put spaces between words. (laughs) Savastade. (laughs) Fucking Savastade. That was so good. Because honestly, okay, here's the God's honest truth is I was, my brain was having the exact same process at the same time as I was reading over it with you. And yeah, no, I did not say, I did not see save state in the beginning. Save state. So Save State uh, decided to uh, beat Zelda wrong. More like Lame State. Nailed it. Lame State. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that. (laughs) So that's that. Uh, Well, 
That's all I got. got any picture plugs? Uh, no plugs. Uh, probably ain't going to be none. Uh, for the, I don't know. We'll see. I'll book you again soon. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, you got holidays coming up. Uh, catch me uh, hanging out with my kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have new episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what? I will just uh, really quick give a, a little update as to why we didn't do shows the last few uh, few weeks. I, uh, I lost my best friend since I was 11 years old and... It's pretty tragic and unexpected, and uh, uh, I, I really only bring it up to say that if you're out there and you're struggling with any sort of substance abuse, uh, there are a lot of people willing to help you that you probably aren't aware of. Most uh, a lot of the times, uh, when people want to stop, they don't think it, that they they're that they have a support system at that point. Um, you do, you always do, whether you think you do or not. Um, so just reach out um, and don't. Uh, yeah, don't let it do uh, what it did to us, which is uh, a, a horrible tragedy, to be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, 41 years old, uh, we, we were friends since we were 11 years old, and uh, um, we sadly lost touch uh, for the last, like, three, four years uh, after I, you know, I sobered up, and, and he really couldn't, and um, we uh, eventually drifted apart because of that, and... Uh, a lot of regrets and, you know, all those feelings that come with that. And uh, grief is weird and hard and tough and life uh, is terrible. But, um, you know, Joe was uh, was the closest thing I've ever had to a brother. Um, and uh, I love him and I'll miss him every day. And, uh, yeah, so this this episode goes out to Joe. And, uh, yeah, picks. Uh, did I have any picks? I, I feel like I watched a lot of stuff recently. Uh, Becky and I are watching the new season of The Sinner. It's really good. Um, Bill Pullman's just so good in that. Um, and what else are we watching? Jeez. Uh, Impeachment's just wrapping up. That was very good. Um, yeah, go listen to the new uh, Coheed and Cambria. There's two new tracks from what's probably going to be the upcoming album, which if there's two singles out, uh, can't be too far off. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, let's see. Uh, no plugs besides the usual stuff. Keep an eye on the Starlight Comedy Night. We're doing that the second uh, Friday of every month. Uh, I've got a pretty good lineup almost finished for this coming December show, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, picks, uh, you know, also plugs. Keep an eye out on the Nude Art Show, man. They are ramping up. We're going to be happening in May at the Canes Ballroom, uh, but Daniel's already got lots of posts happening about that, so if you haven't nice. gotten tickets yet, go look into that because that show is coming quick this year. Uh, or next year, I should say. Uh, in terms of picks, um, I got to check out um, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I finally picked that up. This is the game that was kickstarted by Castlevania creator Koji Igarashi millennia ago. Uh, and then a pretty successful uh, attempt to bring the Castlevania style Metroidvania back uh, to players. Uh, and it literally has met that goal exactly. Um, there, this is the most Castlevania a game has ever Castlevanied. Um, it is so much a continuation of the style of Symphony of the Night from the PlayStation, uh, mixed with all the best elements of games that have come since, like Aria of Sorrow, uh, Dawn of Sorrow, um, that I, I'm blown away by how much I already know what it is in many ways like i was sitting there playing yesterday uh while hanging out with a friend of the show trevor carrion 
And I at one point said, okay, uh, on the left is going to be the boss. On the right is going to be a save room. And it was exactly as I said. And the amount of times that I have been able to guess what's going to happen next, just because I know this style of game and I've played Igarashi's games before to such extent, is either a really good quality or a really bad quality. It's the kind of thing that if I wasn't, if I was more cynical about it, I might be annoyed that this is so much exactly what I would expect and not really testing my uh, expectations in any way. Okay. So, um, but if you like that, if you want more Symphony of the Night, if you want another Castlevania that is as Castlevania as a Castlevania has ever Castlevania, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is that game. Like, I, I don't... If you want something that's going to do something new and reinvent things and bring some inspiration and innovation to the genre, this is not where you want to go. Go check out Hollow Knight. Go check out Chasm. Go check out Ori in the Blind Forest. Go check out, um, um, what is it? Um, I don't know. There's several out there. But if you want Castlevania, Bloodstained is your game. All right. Is Christopher Shy a name that you recognize? It is not. Okay. Is that, that's who did uh, that first Apollo book? I think so. Uh, that's the other name on the... Uh, on the maybe he co-wrote it. And there was a different hmm. artist. Anywho, well, that's our show, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. I'll see you next week. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Satan.